<laughs> what a privilege it is to be in the Lord's house this morning. As you can see, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. This is going to be an acoustic set, and we're going to just go to the Lord in prayer throughout. But we're going to start with one of my favorite worship songs. This one's called Echo. You're calling me When faith is lost and my hope exhausted You will be my strength When my mind says I'm not good enough God, you're enough for me Oh, I've decided I'm not giving up Cause you won't give up on me
about God's love is like an echo, right? We, we, we send our praises up to God and he sends his grace and love back down to us and, and it echoes on. Well, you can be seated this morning at Walk Church. I'm glad that you chose to join us here today. My name's Hayden Ratner. I'm the senior pastor here at Walk and it is an honor to know that you chose to spend your last Sunday of 2019 uh, right here with us. What a gift. Um, I'm grateful, I'm humbled from Nina and I together that you would say, you know what, I'm going to wake up on this Sunday and I'm going to church. That's what it looks like to finish strong, amen? Remember Charles Spurgeon once said, I'm not sure where you'll you'll be, but I know where God will be, he'll be at church. And so we're here today and we're here to worship. Uh, We have this connection card either underneath your seat or right in the seat back pocket and I would love to point your attention to it. And at some point in the service today, would encourage you to fill this out. To fill this out and to get connected, to take your next step today. I really believe everybody here in the room is on a journey. And that journey looks like two words, following Jesus. And along the journey of following Jesus, we have next steps. Some of our next step was to just show up today. Some of your next step is like my sister Jenny here who's going to get baptized after the service. Amen. Some of your next step is to pray again, to talk to God again. or Maybe your next step is you came in today, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord yet. But something along the lines of today of my prayer is that you would say, you know what, I need Jesus. I need to get saved and I'm going to make that decision today. Let us know on this connection card. It would be our joy to follow up with you and to celebrate. We believe church shouldn't be endured, but enjoyed. And if we're going to enjoy it, we need to celebrate more and celebrate when God's at work in people's lives. So whether that's renewing your relationship, receiving Jesus, if you just want some info, or maybe today you need to take the three-week challenge where you said, you know what, it's my first time here at Walk, and I've just met some of you today. It's your first time here. Welcome. Welcome. You're a guest of honor, but we hope you don't just stay a guest. You become family here at Walk Church. And, and we believe it takes three weeks to decide that. It doesn't have to, but we would love for you to give us three before you make your decision if this is going to be my home church. And along those three, I pray that you would see us and, and, and get to know us better. And even next week, we're starting a brand new series here at Walk called The Spirit-Filled Family out of Ephesians 5. It's going to be great. Um, but along those three weeks, if you say, you know what? this church is good, but it's not right, the, the right fit for me, my commitment to you is we'll help you find the right church for you. We want you to go where you can grow. We hope and pray it's here, but if it's somewhere else, we want to help you do that because there's a lot of amazing churches in our city. Well, if you're here today, though, we want to lean into this next hour and say, okay, God, how can we maximize the rest of the time we have? And I just really sensed an impression from God for us to devote this last Sunday of the year to God in a spirit of Prayer and worship. Prayer and worship. I read this quote from A.W. Tozer that really convicted me this past week. I want to share it with you. Tozer says it like this. He says, to desire revival, which I hope is a desire in all of us, to see God move and to, to bring revival into our city, nation and world, to desire revival and at the same time to neglect personal prayer and devotion is to wish one way and walk another. And I've been saying this, you guys have heard me say it, 
God, I pray that this next year, 2020, would be a year of vision, 2020 vision, where God does things that we've never seen him do before. He makes moves in ways he, he, that's just so fresh and, and powerful. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to me and saying, well, if you don't devote yourselves to prayer, you're going to get the same responses and results that you've gotten, which has been good, but we want to we see more. Come on, amen? We want to see more. Right? I'm, I'm eager to see God do something. I'll tell you one thing, church. Listen to me. I've, I've read about revival. I've heard about revival. I've seen pictures of revival. But I don't know that I've ever experienced revival. I'm tired of reading about it. I want to experience a move of God in my life. I, I want to experience something that only God gets the credit. Leonard Ravenhill once said, you don't have to advertise a fire. People will just see it and go to it. When our church really gets on fire and gets hungry and says, you know what? Regardless of what other people say or do, I'm going after God. Revival will take place. Any revival movement I've studied, from the Bible, Book of Acts, to what happened to... Uh, many years ago on Azusa Street in LA to what happened in England uh, over a hundred years ago to Upper East New York, right? We've seen revivals happen. They've all sparked with prayer. The, the common denominator in every revivalistic movement has been, what, what, how did it start? How did it start? They said, it started with a church prayed. When a church got serious about prayer, God got serious about the church. And God said, this is a church who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set on fire, and everybody's going to come to it. And I just say, you know what? Why not us? Why not Walk Church start the year of 2020 hungry for the Lord in prayer? And so that's why I want us to devote this Sunday, this final Sunday of the year, to just getting hungry for the Lord in prayer. There, there's an acronym that I really believe in. It's, it's, it's the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. And each letter of the word act stands for a specific action of prayer. This first one that I want to lead us into is what we're calling adoration. Adoration. Come on, everybody say adoration. 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 Comes from the word adore. We just sang that this past Christmas Eve. Oh, come, let us adore him. The word adore is an intimate worship. Intimate praise, it's the highest praise. It's to adore somebody means, it moves past I just like them, but I adore them. That's what God calls us to do in prayer. To start all of our prayers with adoration. Jesus modeled this, didn't he, in the Lord's Prayer? He said, Father, in heaven, hallowed be your name. In other words, God, I'm setting you apart. You're set apart, you're in a class of your own. So let's start with adoration. Spurgeon, he, 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 he taught on this, he led on this, he prayed on this. Spurgeon once said, in prayer, we stand where angels bow with veiled faces. There, even there, the cherubim and the seraphim, which are different types of angels. It's there that the seraphim adore before the selfsame throne to which our prayers ascend. Now watch this. Shall we come there with stunted requests? Shall we come there with narrow faith? Contracted faith? I hope not. When we really understand that, that there's angels that are standing in the places that our prayers are going, 
that maybe we would show up with big faith, that we would show up with audacious faith, that we would show up with faith that gets God's attention. He says, hold up, I'm going to lean in. What are you saying? You want me to do what? The angels quiet down and say, hold up, Walk Church is praying. This is a church that has faith. We're waiting for a church that has faith. We're not playing church, amen? We want to see a move of God. Charles Spurgeon would say it starts with prayer. Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, I like how he puts it. He says it like this. He says, prayer is God's backstage pass into a personal audience with him. I don't know if you have a message for the Lord today, if you just need to get God's attention and you need to say, God, I have a word for you. Do you have a word for me? Well, you can go backstage and meet him. It's called prayer. So I want to lead us into this time. We're going to have different prayer components throughout our service today. But we're just going to get real with God. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a commitment with me. Commit with me that you're not going to do robotic prayer. You're not going to do before dinner time prayer. You're not going to do, I'm just going to pray the Lord's Prayer over and over again. But you're going to get real with God and talk to him in spirit-led, worship-based prayer. We've actually picked out songs with our worship team to help us in our praying so that the songs we're singing aren't just lyrics on a screen. They're prayers. Think about this, that Jesus Christ says he's our Lord, he's our Savior, but he's also our friend. Sometimes our posture in prayer, we, we forget to talk to God as though he's our best friend. And I really think God wants to hear from you in your own language. He wants to hear from you from your own heart. Because guess what? He already knows it. We can't pull a fast one on God. But we, we can just get real in prayer and just say, God, I'm coming to you. I'm talking to you. I'm going backstage. This is really me. We see God show up and show off. So I'm going to lead us in this time of prayer. Our worship team is going to accompany the time of prayer with worship. And here's, what, here's the options. You can come down here to the altar and pray. You can pull one of our pastors or leaders aside. We love to pray with you. If you see somebody here in the room you need to pray with, pull them aside. Let's pray together. If you want to stand and worship, stand and worship. If you want to dance and worship, just don't bump into somebody, okay? But dance. Trust the Lord in this time. And watch him speak to you in this next hour. Father, I pray in Jesus' name we're here for you. Lord, I even just feel led to get on my knees right now. And God, we adore you. We love you. We need you. We trust you, God. And so God, meet us in this moment. Speak to us in this time of prayer. God, give us a heart for worship. Give us a heart for you. Give us, give us revival, God. Give us life change. God, you are great. Come on, everybody. Say, you are great, Lord. You're the best of the best. You're the king of all kings. You're the prince of all peace. You're the savior of my life. And you're my friend. What, what a good news it is to have a friendship with Jesus. Lord, speak to us now as we sing and worship and pray. Lead us and we'll do whatever you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Who am I that you 
mindful of me that you hear me when I call is it true that you are thinking of me how you
Lord, you're the God Almighty. You're the Alpha, you're the Omega, yet you call us friend. God, what a privilege it is that we can pray to you, Lord, when we just lay our hearts down at your feet this morning. privilege what a privilege we have can we just sing that again can we just sing that a couple more times what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer let's sing that together more time. Let us understand the privilege. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Thank you for the privilege, God. Lord, so often we forsake our privilege. We miss the privilege, God pray this next year would be a year where we, we embrace the privilege. We embrace the call. Come on, we embrace the friendship. The Lord is holding out his hand. He's sending you a friend request. Receive him. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Come on, right now in this moment, just take it to the Lord in prayer.
Father, move in this place, God. Heal brokenness. I just sense that maybe there's somebody in here today that just can't get past their past. Well, I want to remind you, if that's you, that God says his name is I am, not I was. God is not focused on your past. He's focused on right now. And everybody who's in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Ask God to give you vision for new creation. Help us to see each other as new creations. Help us to see each other, not for our past, but for our future. And whisper that to the enemy. When the devil reminds you of your past, remind the devil of his future. He's been defeated. He's been defeated. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We take it to you now, Jesus. We take all of our sin, all of our burden, all of our struggle, all of our insecurities, God, all of our misses, all of our disappointments this year, God. We all have them. We take it to the Lord in prayer. And it's in the prayer meeting that we find his grace. Refresh us in this time, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we... Yeah, amen. We clap here at Walk Church. We clap on everything. <laughs> um, we, move, we move from the A of adoration to the C of confession. Confession is a biblical word. Confession is a word we see in the scriptures that God is passionate about. So much so that in Romans chapter 10, Jesus outlines for us the pathway to salvation. He says, if you want to be saved, one of the requirements is to confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life. To believe in your heart, but real believing leads to, to real confession. Where you say, Jesus, I do believe. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. Sometimes yourself needs to hear it. You are my Lord. And then Jesus comes in and he, he changes you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible because it's a verse for the church. The scripture says, if, oh man, if we could just understand the if. That if is, is, behold, the if is for you today. If we confess our sins. Notice that word has an S on it. And it's for all of us. Actually, 1 John 1, 10 says, if anybody says they're not sinful, they're lying. So this is a word for us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friend, today if you need cleansing, today if you need forgiveness, God is faithful. God is just. How do you know he's just? Well, he sent his son to pay for your sin debt. How do you know he's faithful? Because Jesus finished the task. Right before Jesus went on the cross, he could have said, eh, phew, I'm going back up. The people in Las Vegas are going to deny me anyway. I'm not going to do this for them. But he said, no, I'm faithful and I'm just. And I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to confess. Me as Lord and Savior. And to trust me. That, that, that's called faithful confession and 
And, and don't just confess your sins, but for those who are saved, confess your forgiveness. Go to the Lord and say, God, I'm forgiven. I need to confess that. Yes, I'm sinful. I committed sins this week. I want to confess them to you, but I, I don't want to just stop there. I want to confess the forgiveness of Christ. I want to confess the, the blood of Christ that cleanses all my sin. I want to lead us into a time of confession, but not just vertical confession, but there's also a horizontal confession that the Bible speaks about in James chapter 5, verse 16. Now, let me remind you, this is my least favorite verse in the Bible. I am not a fan of James 5, 16. But let me show it to you anyway, okay? The scripture says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be saved. That's not what it says, all right? That you may be forgiven. Not what it says. That's between you and God. But that you may be healed. I've learned that healing happens when confession and prayer take place. So if you go to a brother or sister in the room today, and it could be a pastor or a leader, it could be myself, it could be Nina, some of our other leaders who are in the room, or even if it's not a leader, but it's somebody that you trust, don't go to somebody who's going to gossip about you or slander you behind your back. Go to somebody who you could trust. Because I know by experience, throughout my journey of faith, I've went to real people and said, Pastor, Brother, friend, I have sin in my life. It's this specific sin, and I need to be healed. Can you pray for me? And I've been prayed for and walked out healed. I, I, I don't have a reason to make that up. And at the same time, I've had people come up to me, friend, and say, Pastor Hyden, I had people in this past service say, Pastor Hyden, I got sin in my life. It's X, Y, and Z. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Can you pray for me? And you know my response? Yes! Let the healing begin. And amen. Amen, brother. And that can be for you if you need if you need healing in your life, physically, spiritually. Don't go into 2020 without responding to this request in James, the brother of Jesus, the servant of Jesus. He says, therefore, if we confess our sins to one another, and one another means like this: you go, then I go. Because we all can do it. And we all need healing. Pray for one another. That you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person, listen, has great power when it's working. That our prayers start working. Like we release prayer and then they start working. They start going to work. Elijah. Elijah was a man with the nature just like ours. If Elijah was in this room today, you couldn't spot him. One of the greatest prophets of all time. What made Elijah great? Prayer. Faith. The scripture tells us that Elijah prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it didn't rain on the earth. What faith? Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain. And the earth bore its fruit. How about prayer was so powerful for Elijah that he controlled the weather with his prayers. There was once a moment in the book of Joshua where Joshua prayed. He said, can you just make the sun stand still for just an hour, just a moment? And God said, man, that's some bold faith. 
son, hold up, stop, let me watch. I really think God's looking for that type of faith. In the book of Matthew, I'm challenged by the centurion ruler. The centurion was riding along and he had a servant whose daughter was ill. And the centurion found Jesus, stopped Jesus, and said, Jesus, I'm a man of authority. I have people under my rulership. However, I know when I have somebody over me in authority. And the centurion says, Jesus, you have even more authority than me. In fact, you have so much authority, Jesus. Right now, you could say the word, and my servant's daughter could be healed without you even being there. And you know what Jesus said? I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. This centurion, we don't even know if he was a Jewish man or not, but he believed in Jesus. So much so, he said, Jesus, you don't even have to go. Don't even waste your time. Just speak it. You spoke the stars into existence. And it says in that very moment, Matthew records for us that this man's servant's daughter was healed in that moment. Jesus marveled at his faith. Friend, I want to encourage you through this time of confession, go to God with faith. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And trust him that he's able. And leave the results in response to him. That this exchange between us and God is such a gift. Billy Graham, he spoke about this. I'll tell you what Billy Graham said it. He said, prayer is simply a two-way conversation between you and God. Nobody else needs to hear. Just you and him. Let me tell you what a, a, a old-time theologian, Franklin, said it like this. He said, prayer at its highest is a two-way conversation. For me, the most important part is listening to God's replies. So as we move into this time of confession right now, confess to the Lord and then make room in the space to listen. And as you confess, listen to God say, you're forgiven. Listen to God say, I love you. Listen to God say, I'm on it. Listen to God say, thank you for talking to me finally. Thank you for accepting my friend request. Thank you for sending me an inbox. (laughs) I got a word for you. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Let's confess our need for God, amen? We need him. Let's pray. Father, we confess our need for you. In Jesus' name, we confess our need for you. What a privilege it is to carry our need to you. So, Lord, right now, would you speak? Would you disciple us in this prayer meeting? Would we grow closer to you in this prayer meeting? Oh, God, we need you. We confess our need for you, God. We confess our dependence on you, God. We're broken people in this room. We're a little colony of believers in this room. But we hold great power with our prayers, Lord. So, Jesus, respond to our prayers. We confess our need. We confess our sins. We confess our brokenness. We need healing. Give us boldness to talk to each other. Give us boldness to pray for each other. And may we experience the the maximum amount of healing going into this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's, Let's worship and let's pray.
You are powerful. God, you are powerful. You are powerful. You are above all things. You're above all of our sin. Come on, church family. God, you are above. You're above lust. You're above pride. You're above lying. You're above doubt. You're above fear. You're above it, God. You're taking us up today. You're taking us above it today, God. God, you're above it. And we believe in you, Jesus. Come on, let's just say that together. We believe in you, God. We believe in you, Father. We believe in you, Dad. We believe in you, God. We don't want to do anything without you. We want to be close to you. One more time, let's just sing it together. You are powerful. Let's sing it together. You are powerful. God above it all. I believe in you. I believe in you. You do miracles. The impossible. I believe in you. I believe in you. You are powerful. God above it all. see these things we're praying for. We believe it, God. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We confess it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, everybody. Do you believe it? It's powerful in this place. Amen. Well, let me go ahead and move us into our, our third letter, and, and that's adoration, confession, and the T is for Thanksgiving. 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 Thanksgiving is actually a holiday that we recently celebrated. But the more I think about it in the Christian life, Thanksgiving is something that should be daily. Thanksgiving is something we should celebrate on the regular. We should celebrate that today. That comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Let me go ahead and show you this verse. This is a verse for the church. It says, rejoice always. How do you do that? How do you just always rejoice? Here's the only way. The only way to rejoice always is to have such faith that you know God is in control. So that even when you're in the fire, there's a second thought that says, God's in control of the fire. Even when you're in the darkest place, you think, God can light up this place? You think, even when I don't know which way, you think, He's the way. 
I can rejoice because whatever's surrounding me, God's surrounding it. And, and, and I trust him. I trust him. Rejoice always. How about this? Pray without ceasing. Friends, we need to do a better job of ceasing the moment and saying, moment, I'm, I'm going to devote this to prayer. One thing that I recently started doing with my son Epaph, he's four and a half years old, and, and Nina and I have been teaching him to pray, and he's a little prayer warrior. And one thing that I realized was from the time we, we leave the, the driveway at my house to we zigzag through these, you know, kind of little neighborhoods to get to this little gate to exit the neighborhood, it's about two minutes. And while I'm taking EPAF to school every day, I said, you know what, let's seize this two minutes. That this two minutes from the door of the car shutting to the gate is our time to pray. Let's pray for your teachers. Let's pray for that person taking out the trash. Let's pray for our neighbors. Who else you wanna pray for, EPAF? He names everybody in his class. Names mommy, names our, his brothers. I'll tell you what, that's been more effective than just putting something on the radio. Saying, okay, God, we need, we need you today. We're just going to take this moment from the gate. And we're going to, this is our trigger. Okay, doors shut. Okay, we're, we're in prayer. What are we praying for today, Epaph? Come on, let's pray right now. Hold my hand. Let's pray. Seizing the moments in prayer. And he goes to the next step. He says, pray without ceasing. Give thanks. Everybody say, give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. You, there's some circumstances that have happened in our lives this year. I just promise you, there's probably some circumstance this year that's happened in your life. Just go ahead and thank the Lord for it. It's not that God necessarily caused the circumstance to happen. But just thank God that you made it through it anyway. That... You're breathing still. God must still have a plan. You, 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 your eyes are, you're still, I'm just going to thank you anyway. I'm just going to thank you, Lord. I'm gonna, I, I almost lost my finger, but I didn't. I thank you, Lord. Come on. Right? Praise like easier to said than, <laughs> right? I thank you for it. Thank God in all circumstances. Doesn't necessarily make sense. But Lord, I thank you for it. You brought, you're teaching us through it. You're teaching me something. Here's what I want to put up on the screen, to fill in the blank. Here's a fill in the blank for us today. Lord, I want to thank you for, that's your, this is your moment right now. I'm going to lead us in prayer. We're going to sing a song of praise. And let's pray this prayer together. Father, right now, as we continue to pray, Lord, I want to thank you first and foremost for my wife on the front row. God, I thank you for her being such an amazing wife and helper and best friend and leader. God, I thank you for our leadership team here at Walk Church. I thank you for all the worship team on the stage, God. God, I thank you for this stage, oh God. God, I thank you for this school, Lord God. God, I thank you for our kids' ministry. I thank you for our kids' ministry director, Audrey, who recently had a baby, baby Gavin, healthy baby. Come on, praise God for that. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for her family, Jesus. Thank you for the ministry work that her dad's doing in Africa. 
God, thank you for how you're moving globally, Lord. God, thank you for our youth ministry. Thank you that we've grown and more students are getting connected to Jesus. God, thank you for our youth ministry leader, George. Thank you that the doctors said that George would die, but he came to life, God. Thank you, Jesus, for your, your provision. God, thank you that you're moving things, shaping things, shaking things up, God. God, thank you that you're doing stuff that we never thought you could do. You're still doing it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for Principal Nepp here at Schofield. Thank you for the kindness of the staff here at Schofield. Thank you for over 100 people that got baptized that we celebrated this year. Thank you that my sister Jenny's about to get baptized after this service. God, I pray for her family, God. Lord, I pray for all the different people here. Thank you that my dad is here, God, at church today. Thank you for the family and friends represented in this room today. Come on, what else are we thankful for? Thankful for the breath we breathe, God. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for music. Come on, everybody, take a deep breath with me. Let it out. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, go ahead and touch the person's shoulder next to you. Don't massage it, just touch it. And just say, Lord, I thank you for this person. I may not even know him, but I thank you for him. Thank you, Lord, for each person here, God. Thank you for each person in this church. God, thank you for people that don't even have somebody next to them, Lord God. I pray for them right now, Jesus. Thank you for them. God, we're here together in unity, and we just wanted to say thank you. God, there's much to be thankful for. Help us to remember throughout the week. God, let me just be thankful for this. God, thank you for the testimony video that I just recently saw of Pray in Pharaohs, and God, how you're working in their life so powerfully. God, thank you how Jenny picked up Victoria in a lift, and now they're here in the front row at church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the job that you provided for our sister Anna when we asked you to provide a job, God. God, thank you for so much. Thank you for my, all the Casella family in the house. Thank you for our setup and teardown team. Thank you for the financial provision you've helped us with throughout the year when we didn't know what you were going to do or how we were going to do it. You said, I got you. We trust you. God, thank you for the ministry of FCA. Thank you for my sister Alina, who's here on the stage leading in worship. For the time we met her several years ago. Thankful for the Andinos and for Ashton and Danny and our drummers and our musicians and Tommy and Manu, Simon and Jen, Lord God. And our amazing team and Joe and Ning. God, I just want to name everybody, Lord. I'll start naming everybody, God. Thank you for Pastor Dean and Dorlisa. Thank you for our guitar player, Dean, and Dino, God. Pray for healing, provision. God, come on, what else can we think? Let's just spend another moment thanking him. What else do we need to thank him for? Thank you for, for the gospel. Thank you for sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to give you another moment. What do you need to be thankful for? What have you not thanked him for? 
What if God said, I'm only going to give you this upcoming year what you're thankful for? God, I want it all. I'm thankful for it all, Jesus. The good and the bad, Lord. You're drawing us closer, God. Well, thank you for coffee. And for those who don't like coffee, thank you for energy drinks. And thank you for my brother and sister Danny and Christina and their daughter Mariah helping us with our coffee. Thank you for Rose and our sweet creations table and the incredible team helping us, helping us eat. Thank you for Pastor Wes and Wilson, our entire media and sound team, and Andreas, and our setup and teardown team, and Jackie and Maria. God, we just thank you for this family, Lord God. Super J and Zena and Chris and the Forge team. Thank you for all the charge group leaders. Thank you for all the kingdom studies with Gary and Seaham and, and the leadership that they bring into this church is incredible. Lord God, we just want to say thank you. God, thank you for babies that keep you up at night. And thank you for when they sleep all night. God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you that you got us through another year. And thank you, God, that there's still a few more days left to finish strong. And if you need to start now thanking the Lord, start now. We couldn't thank you enough, Jesus, but we want to take this moment now just to say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song of worship right now. Amen. And here's what I want you to do as we sing this song. I want you to just thank the Lord for holding on to you this year. Sometimes we think we're holding on to God. No, he's holding on to you. So let's sing this song to him in prayer. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold, he must hold me
our time we have one more letter and that is this letter that starts with or this word that starts with the letter s and that stands for supplication supplication is is a word that we probably don't use too often but it is it is definitely a biblical word that we can grow from and learn from you find the phrase supplication oftentimes directly after you find the word prayer so prayer and supplication for example in philippians chapter 4 we see the Apostle Paul uh, share about this. He says it like this. Do not be anxious about anything, which is a word for somebody. If you have high anxiety in here, you don't have to because it says that it's a choice. It says do not, don't do it. Don't allow your emotions to control you this year. You control your emotions. Say, hey, anxiety, you're doing it again. Stop it. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. You gotta replace your anxiety with prayer and supplication. Prayer is where you go to God. It's that two-way street. It's God, I wanna meet with you and talk with you and share with you and hear from you. But supplication is, is when it says, and I'm going even to a deeper place with that. My, my prayers are going to the next level and I got a word, God. I need you to listen up. Let me give you a definition for supplication. Supplication says it like this. It's the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. It, it's, it's when you go to God so desperately that he says, I got to listen to this prayer. I mean, my inbox has got about a million prayers in it, but this one's rising to the top. This is supplication prayer. I can remember, I, I used to, for whatever reason this came to my memory, um, when I used to go trick-or-treating back in the day, there would sometimes be these houses that were, you know, dark, no lights on. But me being just a little rambunctious, I would go to them anyway, and i just bang on that door. I was that kid. God was working on me. <laughs> I would sense not advise that. But I was just banging on that door. I was like, ah. and then finally somebody would come out and be like, ah, right, Here. Take a candy. The light's off for a reason. And what if, what if in a similar way, we just said, you know what, God? 
I'm going to bang on your door until the light's on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to you. And I'm going to just keep, keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking, keep praying, keep trusting. That's supplication. In fact, in Luke chapter 11, listen to me, just so you know I'm not totally crazy, just a little bit. In Luke chapter 11, the disciples came up to Jesus, and they didn't ask, Lord, teach me to pray, to, to preach. They asked, teach me to pray. Because I believe the disciples knew that the prayer was where the power was. If Jesus could teach us how to pray, we might be able to do some of the similar things that he's doing as followers of Christ. Now, Jesus' response is beautiful. The disciples say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, you want to learn how to pray? All right, listen up. Imagine. Imagine a husband, a dad, at midnight where his kids are all sound asleep, tucked into their bed. His wife is asleep in the bed that the dad finally lays down in the bed, closes his eyes, and right at that moment, he hears, and, and it's in that moment that he begins to think, who is knocking on my door, not knowing that downstairs is one of his neighbors who was in need of bread? And at midnight, he came to his house and banged on his door for bread. Jesus says, it's in that moment that the man sleeping has this thought in his head, I'm not going to go open the door. And then continual banging. And then he says, I'm not going to open this door because he's my neighbor. I'm not going to open this door because he's my friend. But because of the audacity to knock on my door at midnight, I'm going to go give him all the bread he needs. Jesus says, that's how you should pray. The disciples said, wow, that, that's different. Jesus says, I'm the, I'm the Lord and Savior of all the humanity. I'm God. I'm God in the flesh. That's me. I'm God with skin on. And you are going to, like, come to me? He says, look, it's not just, he says, look, I'm, I'm going to answer you because of the audacity. You think you can come to me for bread? Jesus says he wants us to have the right understanding. He's big, but he's also friend. And, 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 and so let's, let, let's do this in 2020. Church, let's go to God with audacious faith. Let's go to God with audacious prayer. God, I'm still here. I'm still praying for it. I know that the rest of the world gave up. Even I gave up. But God, you know what? The audacity to pray it again. God, would you do it again? I think that's the type of prayer that the Lord is looking for when it comes to supplication. I, I want us to be a, a, a church that believes this and lives it. Amen? Amen? What if we did it together? Can we do it together? All right, all four of y'all. This is our year. We're going to do it. For those who said yes, here's what I want you to do. Uh, this upcoming Wednesday is January 1st. It's the first Wednesday of the year, January 1st. Well, our first Wednesdays, we always have a prayer meeting. So we're going to have our first Wednesday prayer meeting on New Year's Day. It's going to last an hour and a half from 6.30 to 8. And I'm challenging every one of you 
to come fill up our ministry office and let's flood that place with prayer, supplication prayer. Let's go hard after God. So God says, because of the audacity of Walk Church, I'm gonna bring revival. Why not us? I mean, if it's standing room, if we have to stand outside in the parking lot, in the cold and pray, because there's so many people hungry for God, let's do it. Let's do it. And here's what's gonna happen. From first Wednesday prayer, it's gonna end at eight o'clock, and as that ends, we're gonna be also beginning our 24 hours of prayer. I think we should take this supplication thing seriously. We're gonna do a 24 hour day of prayer. So as the, the prayer meeting ends that Wednesday, there's gonna be some people that are gonna stay. They're gonna stay maybe from eight to nine. And then hopefully there's somebody coming in from nine to 10. And hopefully from 10 to 11. And Lord willing, from 11 to 12. And then if somebody has audacious prayer from 12 to one. And maybe you're like, hey, look, I can only put in like 15 minutes from like 2 to 2.15. Come on. Do a 15-minute block. But we're going to do a 24-hour day of prayer. It's going to go from Wednesday at 6.30 all the way to Thursday at 6.30, right into our youth ministry. The first youth ministry Thursday of the year will be ushered in by 24 hours of prayer. We're charging up in prayer. Amen? So what we have is two things. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. We have two, two things, two options. One is right in the back of our, uh, of our worship center, we have some sign-up sheets. And they have the different times listed. And you can pick a time and sign up. And I, all we ask is keep your word. If you say you're going to be there from 8 to 8.30, be there. And don't show up to, for social night. This is time to be social with God. So if somebody says, hey, sorry, I can't talk right now. I'll talk with you after. Don't, don't, don't think that they're rude. They're just trying to pray. So we're going to show up and go ahead and fill out a time slot there. Here's how I filled out a time slot. I went on our Walk Church app, which I love. Go to the Walk Church app, and right at the bottom, right when you turn on the app, at the bottom, it'll say 24 prayer. That stands for 24 hours of prayer. If you just tap on that, you can just go ahead and there's a drop-down menu. You can pick your time slot. And if you want to do two slime, time slots, maybe you want to go on Wednesday from 8 to 9, and then on Thursday from 2 to 3, pick them both. Pick three, pick four time slots. If you want to commit to more than an hour, do it. And let's have a full day of prayer. Now, I'm not done yet. If you're ready, say ready. ready. Right? So after our 24 hours of prayer finishes, we're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this 21 days of prayer and fasting is going to lead us into a once-a-day moment where we're also going to use the app, the Walk Church app, and our social media accounts where we're going to be pushing out prayer emphasis for each day. So on each of those 21 days, you're going to get a notification on your phone that says, today we're praying for X, Y, and Z. Here's some bullet points on how to pray. Then day two, we're going to do it again. And we're going to be accompanying our spiritual prayer by a physical action fasting. We're saying, God, we're, we're, we're so eager for you that we're even going to set aside one thing to fast from. F fast, fasting means I'm refraining from something physical to do something spiritual. So let's just say you say, you know what, for 21 days, I'm fasting from chocolate. 
Now, that, I'm not speaking that over you. That's a tough one. But let's just say that that's, your, that's what you feel led from the Lord to do. I'm fasting from chocolate. Here's what that looks like. Around that time of day where you're like, man, I really want a Reese's. Transfer that desire and say, that's my moment. I'm transferring that to God. Father, I want this Reese's right now. I don't really feel like praying right now. But Lord, I need you right now. And I committed to this, God. And I pray that you would speak to me. And all of a sudden, the Reese's gets really small. And God gets really big. And you're having a talk with the Lord and Savior of the world. For 21 days, we're going to have prayer and fasting. I don't know what you need to fast from. Maybe you need to fast from social media. Well, definitely make sure you got the app then so you can still get notified. <laughs> or may, may, maybe you need to fast from soda. Or maybe you want to fast from <laughs> all the kids in the room. Vegetable. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> whatever that looks like. You know? For our coffee drinkers in the world, that's going to be a tough if you decide. You know, I'm not. You just trust the Lord. Ask God and say, God, God, what, what do I need to fast from? For 21 days, I'm, I'm going to ask you for your help. And I'm going to turn my physical need into a spiritual need. And I'm going to go to God in prayer. Amen? Finally, after those 21 days are up, there's more. I'm talking to the real ones in the room. After the 21 days of, of prayer and fasting are up, we're going we're gonna to celebrate the finish line of the prayer and fasting with a conference, our first ever church conference, and we're calling it the Deepen Conference. I, I looked up this word deepen in the dictionary, and here's the definition I found. The word deepen means, in quote, to move past the shallow. And what I've found is that some people have stayed in the shallow end of Christianity for 10, 20, 30 years. There, there's some people in the room, you know the same amount of Bible verses this year as you did 10 years ago. What if God says, hey, how about we go deeper this year? How about we stop living in the same sins this year? How about we fix things this year? How about we go deeper where you take the floaties off and the only way you can swim is if God helps you? Where God says, hey, well, let's tithe this year. Let's try, trust God with your finance. Just trust God in prayer. Let's pray this year. Let's do it this year, 2020. We're going to do the Deepen Conference. It's going to start on January 24th, right when 21 Days ends. And it's going to be right here at Schofield on a Friday night. We're going to kick off the conference right here on Friday night. A friend of mine who's a pastor out of Oakland, California, will be coming down to preach. And then Saturday morning, we're going to come right back for another session. It's going to be prayer and worship. It's going to be amazing. And then we're going to come back on Sunday. We're going to conclude the conference at church on Sunday. And we're going to grow deeper. We're going to deepen our relationship with Christ. I hope you all are willing to lace up your, your boots, your Jordans, whatever, your chucks, your vans, your slip-ons, and let's do it. Amen. Let's do it together. Let's, let's have real supplication prayer. Amen. And I promise you, I promise you, God is going to move. Our church is going to grow. People are going to get saved. People are going to get set free. Prayers that y'all have been praying, God's going to answer. It's not like, man, I hope it's going to be a good year. I already know it's going to be a good year. We're, we're praying for it. It's not like, man, I hope our church grows next year. Our church is going to grow. We're praying for it. It's not like I hope this person gets saved. No, I'm already praising God. This person's going to get saved this year. 
If it happens, it's because we prayed about it. We took it to the Lord in prayer. Amen? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen?